In this episode, Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs speaks with Vicky, co-founder and director of operations for CG Master School of 3D Animations and VFX. She shares her learnings in setting up and running her post-secondary school and how she turned an idea into a business. It can be overwhelming to get your business started. What does Vicky say about how to prioritize your task list? And I think if I could give any advice at all, it would be to really think about those key pieces and have a foundation, whether it's your marketing, like really a solid understanding of who your market is and how you're going to reach them. Your accountant, your, you know, connections to your your bank, the relationships that you have to make early on, even if it's just an introduction, hi, this is who I am. So they know who you are when there is a problem. Often people start a venture after they've worked in other businesses and felt that it prepared them to run their own business. Does this resonate with you? Or perhaps someone you know? Vicky speaks on this. I wish I had asked more people that I know who have businesses how they did it or what what advice they had. I didn't ask questions because I was so sure that I knew or I, I trusted that we knew the what we were trying to do. We knew what we were doing in that respect. And I had you know, 20 plus years of a different admin experience, I felt I could take on any task that came up. But really, running a business is completely foreign to all of those things. It's like parenthood. You could not know until you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's what hits you in the face. Nina comments on a common entrepreneurial story she hears time and time again. It is so important to know that many businesses start the same way, with a passion. But there is much more to building and running a successful business. Well, I think, you know, it's funny when I listen to you talk, it's like so familiar. It's like every entrepreneur story. It is like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. And as the marketing person, I've seen like, you know, you could be the best pie maker in the world, right? But if nobody knows about your pies, (laughs) then you're not going to have a successful business, right? But that's just one small aspect is marketing. And then you've got finance and then you've got everything else. So I totally can relate. And in starting this podcast, we wanted entrepreneurs to talk to each other so that they know that they're not alone. At Serenity Now, we discuss a range of business topics, but feel it is also important to have entrepreneurs like Vicky share their experiences. You may listen to this episode and nod along as you cross similar business milestones and relate to these learnings. Or you may be a new business owner and want to hear how to set yourself up for success. Despite where you are in your journey, this episode is for you. Let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Serenity Now. We're really excited about today's episode as we've got an incredible and really dynamic entrepreneur on today. And we're going to learn a little bit about some of the stuff you weren't thinking about when you were all excited to jump in and start your brand new business. With just that in mind, kind of overarching for the entire piece, I'd like to introduce you to Vicky Baujan of CG Masters. And the best introduction will be done by Vicky. So Vicky, take it away. Well, thank you very much, Rita. And thank you to everyone else here on the podcast. I'm really excited to be part of it today, especially on this topic, because this is really what it's all about is how you start as an entrepreneur. And my husband and I started over 10 years ago now when we had the idea of creating a school, a training method that would allow students to be more successful in industry, in the visual effects industry in particular. 
And I say that because my husband, Nick, was teaching at a few local schools and they're, they're, they're longstanding schools. But he was noticing that people who were graduating were missing certain soft skills that are key to being successful for long term growth. And those are the skills of production. So he talked to some other people in industry and they all decided, you know, these are some of the skills we really determined are, are important. We came up with a, a plan and that was to create a program that within one year would take someone from the beginning steps of learning the software skills to actually going into a production environment and working in those positions that they would if they got a job, because that's the end goal is to create students who can enter as junior level artists in industry. And so we opened the school and uh, that has been a really tremendous undertaking, uh, learning a lot of things as we go along and learning what I should have done, not should have done, <laughs> which is which is, uh, I think, part for everybody as they're they're starting on this path and this journey um, to being a, your own business owner. So I'm the campus director and that is also the school mom. And so my job is to do the administrative side, but also the relationship side. I'm not part of the academics. I am strictly there as a school support uh, for the students and uh, the instructors. And then also then collaborating with people outside of our school. And that is accountants and consultants and banks and all those people and having those relationships, because you can't put that on the people who are just trying to do the academic side and they need to focus on the students. That's their job. So my job is everything else. That's awesome, Vicki. The, the, um, the one thing that I remember when I jumped into business was I had a skill set and I thought I was good at that skill set. And I thought I could take that skill set and apply it to industry. And that's all there was to it. I knew how to do it. I do it. What I realized very, very quickly is that I would say less than 20, but I think there's sort of a, a rule that about 20% of the time when you jump ship to become an entrepreneur, you actually apply the skill that you have. And 80% of the time you spent figuring out everything else, <laughs> how you run a business, setting up bank accounts, Absolutely. all that stuff. Tell us about that. Well, I, I and it goes so so beyond that, because now you're hiring people. So now you're becoming a boss. It's, it's one thing to be your own boss and say, I know what I'm going to do. But now I have to have policies on how I'm going to expect my employees to behave. And what if something goes wrong there? Then there's the whole side of government oversight, where we are a designated school under the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skills. If we, you know, we have to meet certain standards and be, you know, vetted every year by that. So, okay, what do we need to do to, to meet those standards? And it might be something that you think, well, you know, teaching, I understand teaching. I just do this and that. Well, there's contracts involved. Now there's policies involved. Now there's blah, 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 blah. And now you're having, you know, annual fire alarm inspections and you're, you know, <laughs> all, all these things that you say or, or someone says, do you have Google AdWords? And you're saying, OK, sure. And you, you set up an account. <laughs> so I've set up the account. But, you know, it's the well, then what's the next step? And so how much of your time can you devote to all these specialties when your specialty should be? the actual running of the school and doing those things. And it's about finding the right people to help you with those other parts. And it's it's very easy to throw money and say, oh, I'm going to hire this person and they're just going to take care of it and do it. And it's all done. And that it doesn't work that way. And it might take time for you to find the right people that fit in with your business. And they are the people you want to continue with. Uh, Rita, you you know, being one of my people uh, in particular, uh, Nina has helped. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's it's something that it's it takes a village 
It really does. And um, we're all shaking our heads, Vicky. I know. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that you you, you may not realize that, that you need these things. Because I, what I think I was thinking about this before. And when you start a school and you think, OK, or you start a business and you think, OK, you know, I've got all these different things I need to take care of. Which is the most important? Okay, well, obviously this is the ah. most important, and that is the most important. Yeah. These things we can get by as as what we're doing, and we'll figure it out eventually. And I think if I could give any advice at all, it would be to really think about those key pieces and have a foundation. Whether it's your marketing, like really a solid understanding of who your market is and how you're going to reach them, your accountant, your you know connections to your your bank, the relationships that you have to make. Early on, even if it's just an introduction, hi, this is who I am. So they know who you are when there is a problem. Because it, when you're trying to go back and make those connections in a in an emergency, it, it's very difficult. And I really have found that we thought we knew what we were going to do, and then those things fell apart. And then you go, okay, well, we'll try this, we'll try this. And, and again, you do find yourself spending way more money trying to find the right thing that's going to make it all better. Yeah, Rita has something to say because this is her this is her little <laughs> game. She believes in foundations. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I was just gonna say I think we've just all been nodding our heads at yes. everything <laughs> you're saying, and it sounds like it's just coming out like almost like a verbal purging. Um, someone else said something else, but <laughs> I'm gonna call it a verbal purging of just the start of what's happening as a business owner and your learnings. So when we talk about the foundation piece of it, Vicki, when you mentioned earlier that there are things that are important and then other things, we'll just figure it out. Typically what I find the things that are important to the entrepreneurs are, are literally just important to them. What they think is going to be the <laughs> most important piece, not necessarily translating to what actually is the most important piece for the business itself. So is that kind of what you're absolutely what, what you were thinking? OK, I, I know. Can, can can I just interject there? I want to ask this question because I've been there. I was that, you know, fresh out of the government job entrepreneur and I knew I knew my material. But how do I even know what I don't know at that point? Mm. Yeah. Well, nobody's jumping in with an answer. <laughs> well, we've all, I think we've all been there, right? Like we've yeah. all, when we started our businesses, you have a vision and you know, hey, uh, I have a target market. I know I have to make sales. I have an idea of what my expenses are going to be. But then it's like Vicky was saying, all those other things that come up that and all these things like take up so much time when you're wearing these different hats. Like now you're the fire Marshall person and now you're like the plumber because now the school needs you know there's some sort of issue the with counselor. the counselor <laughs> yes. and like yeah. which one is the most important thing and they're all important to your business running smoothly and it's sort of like this balancing act of like what am I going to work on today what is the highest priority for today and I like I've said before some days you feel like a genius and you're like patting yourself on the back and you're <laughs> like oh I, this is this is all going along very smoothly and like I had a vision and it's all come together and the next day you're like I, who is in charge who put me in charge <laughs> This is not good. I, right? I, I yeah. kind of remember this. I remember when, because I'm a consultant, so I was like sort of, you know, just a partner in me, kind of lone wolf. And I remember we would sit down and we would cold call and we would market, 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 market. 
work, 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 market, 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 nothing going on to retain our like flow of business. So we are either working on it or marketing it. We were never doing both. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that you have to constantly not, not forget is that you have to reevaluate your, your customers. In our case in particular, because we have international students or we might have people changing careers and suddenly they're saying, well, I have a mortgage. I'm not sure I can go back to school. How is that going to work? And there's so many different factors that you thought you knew who your customer was going to be and it can, it can evolve. And so how does it evolve? Now you're thinking, okay, with social media, I mean, 10 years ago, Instagram, Facebook, all these things, it was very, it was different. And now you're trying to reach people because you can't put an ad in a newspaper. You can't do those things that initially it, people were still doing 10 years ago. It is evolving and you're going, well, what, how do I reach these people? And then what do they want? So then you have to go back to some of these people and say, okay, you know, you were happy with our service, but why? What drew you to us? What, what made, what was different about us than the other guys? Cause there's other schools. We know there's other businesses they can go to. But if we have to remember to go back and even when you were successful and find out, well, why was I successful? Because I need to be able to duplicate that again. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's always evolving. And, and what's what's perfect for one person is not going to be what the other person remembers or liked about you. So and, feedback. And I, feedback is absolutely. what you're talking about. You need yes, feedback to fuel do. the process of, you, of you, identifying your market. Even when things are going well. Because I think that's it's very easy to get comfortable and say, okay, well we've we've got it now. We don't need to think about this. And then COVID hits or something hits, and you're transitioning, you're finding new ways to do things. You lose a bunch of enrollment because now people are worried about money and they're worried about things. They say, okay, well now what are we going to do? We have to figure out. You have to. I hate the word pivot, but you have to pivot and do those things. (laughs) So I think part of it is if you have that information ahead of time because you've thought of having it, then it, it does help when those emergencies come up and you can now address them. But but having time to I, I completely agree with you, Peggy. You get very head down in the in the cycle of marketing business, marketing business, da 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 da, da and not thinking about, you know, we never did finish this. Mm-hmm. And we started this over here and it never got finished because it wasn't a priority and it's sitting there five years later. And I think one of the most neglected parts, and I'm going to refer to Candace on this, is is the whole tax side, accounting side, legal agreement side, all the stuff that Candace is a pro on. I'm sure you see this all the time, Candace. Oh, absolutely. I see this all the time. <laughs> because it's not immediate and there's nobody knocking on your door until about, you know, 18 months after your year end. Right. Then, you know, people are starting to get excited and. And then you're in a real pickle because uh, because Lord knows where all those receipts went and that shoebox kind of overflowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where did we put that shoebox? Well, I'm not. Yeah. So I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one with the shoebox. No. Okay. Okay. No, 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 you're not the only one with the shoebox. That's for sure. But the the, the uh, you know the comment about not knowing what you don't know and how do you figure out what you know it it reminds me of one of my favorite sayings or quotes. It's uh, I don't know. It's a uh, good decisions come from experience but experience comes from bad decisions so it's kind of one of those catch-22 situations you kind of got to experience both ends of it before you can 
Actually, you know what, Candice, that's really, really important here because I think the conversation we're having is talking about what you don't know at the beginning. And and I still pose that question, like, how do you know what you don't know? And I think, Rita, you'll go back to this every time, is that anybody who has a business needs a foundation. That foundation needs to have the right advisors in all the facets of it. But the key is, what do you do when you don't have the money at the beginning to consult these people? Isn't that true, though? Like businesses don't prioritize the cash it takes to to have a consult. No, No, I agree. I think that there's a couple of pieces there that we're unpacking or quite a bit, actually, that we're unpacking all at once. But we're talking about when Vicky, you were talking about, you know, I started this and then things are involving. uh, You're talking about a foundation, Peggy, and I'm 100 percent all over that. The key is you start building those building blocks, right? So I, I listen in and I hear how you started a business and then I kind of go, I just scratch my head because that's not at all how I started mine. Mine was six weeks of tax planning and legal work on figuring out all the contracts. And, and that's because, because Nina's making a face at me because you guys can't see that. Because no one because else has ever done that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Because of what everyone else I saw go through. So you don't know what you don't know is because I had the blessing and the opportunity to see all of this in action, both myself personally and as a family business personally. And that's why we pulled those pieces but together. But you also probably saw some failure. Yes. Quite because a bit. failure a bit. teaches us more than success teaches us. Success can actually mask a whole lot of problems. And and if you have the benefit of struggle or failure at the worst case scenario, you actually have the benefit of the best education you can't buy with an MBA. I don't I'm just saying. No, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And I have to tell you, Vicky, that I work with hundreds of businesses a year that do like similar situation, yours, small business, sole proprietorship incorporated, figuring out all these banking and and marketing and, you know, hiring and all those types of things. And I have to say that you are probably more typical than Rita is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, right. there's nothing typical about Rita. <laughs> no, but, no, 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 no. There's a uh, few that come through. But, you know, it, it, it actually, it, the one thing that comes to mind is having children. It, because nobody can tell you what it's no. going to be like until you actually have no. that child. I mean, you know. True. They actually let you leave the hospital with this thing 24 hours after giving birth. (laughs) What do I know? Actually, they spend a whole a whole lot of months teaching you how to give birth, and you're gonna give birth whether you whether you like it or not. But what they don't teach you is the next 30 years. Yes, exactly. And and I and I think you know, I wish I had asked more people that I know who have businesses how they did it or what what advice they had. I didn't ask questions because I was so sure that I knew or I I trusted that we knew the what we were trying to do. We knew what we were doing in that respect. And I had, you know, 20 plus years of a different admin experience. I felt I could take on any task that came up. But really, running a business is completely foreign to all of those things. It, it It's like parenthood. You could not know until you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And Actually, that's what it hits you in the face 
you know, when you wake up in the morning and go, oh, that's what I'm doing today. Okay. All right. This is how it's going to go this week. Okay. So and you actually gave, you actually gave a really good, um, start for people. You, you talked about talking to entrepreneurs. Mm. And I think, you know, in the absence of the cash to hire your advisors at the get go, at the very least, we can suggest to people, talk to people, talk to entrepreneurs, ask them, ask them how they figured out their marketing, ask them how they figured out their corporate structure, their, their financing, et cetera, and ask them what they learned. Because I think the value of this podcast is listening to you, Vicky, telling telling us about the about the challenges. Well, really. well, and honestly, if you put aside an hour consultation fee for diff, all these different areas and just had a consultation with someone, they may not you may not be able to hire them to do the work. But if you said, "What are the things I need to watch for? What are the what are something some guidance you can give me? Just give me an hour of your time. That time it would be so well spent, and you could afford an hour." You could afford right. an hour with a lawyer. You could afford an hour with an accountant. You can afford an hour with a marketing person. Those are the things that I wish I had done at the beginning. And it's it's interesting because we got invited to talk to the uh, the high school entrepreneurs, the Thai Vancouver group. And this is exactly the same thing I told them was, you know, you really don't don't realize the early stage things you need to do and the, the things you have to put in place. Because you have the big idea, which is great because not everybody has the big idea, but it's, you know, it's those little pieces that have to fit together that make the big idea actually come to fruition. And mm-hmm. last, you can, you know, I, I could do it and I could last for a year and then flame out because I don't have what I need to continue on. Good point. So, yeah, yeah. well, really it's, it's not sustainable when you're yeah. trying to figure it all out on your own, which is. Hence why you'd want to try to work with other advisors. So I, I get a little kind of a funny feeling when someone says, go talk to a bunch of other entrepreneurs. Sorry, Peggy. But the reason why I get that way is because they might also be in the same boat and they don't That's actually true. know. That's <laughs> true. So That's true. Giving, we're talking blind leading the blind, but there are <laughs> people that have learned a few more things. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, with our family business failure you know, what I did was go back to the people that gave advice to build and grow businesses, which, you know, whether you like them or not, they were the bankers. And they had a great list of connections and network. So if I needed a resource to talk to, like, can you give me your top two marketing people, your top two accounting, your top two finance people, your top two, you know, uh, grant specialists? They're great. And they actually want to help you succeed. Sometimes sure. you can't. Yeah. Chat with them or get to them as quickly as you want. But they have a roster of people. And then, Vicky, when you were talking about evolving the business, what that in turn translates to me is you set you're setting up a process and you're actually building on that process as you get stronger and as you evolve. And so those are some of the pieces that layer on to your foundation. So although we all go through this, myself included, and sometimes you outgrow the advisors you found as well, like you outgrow sometimes your accountant because they only want to do this piece of the puzzle. Candice will share a little bit more on that. Same thing with marketing people, same thing with some of your other advisors. And it's OK to outgrow them. But then you got to start. the. So just when just like when you have children, just when you think you've got a sleeping routine down pat, <laughs> then, then the stupid growing thing business happens. And then it's like all over the map and you've got to regrow and rebuild 
your whole team all over again. But I love what you said about choosing advisors and it's okay to pay for an hour consult. And just to be frank with a lot of people out there, most of the consultants, most of the advisors we work with, including ourselves, we always give that first hour. So there's actually no fee for that first hour. And that's because you care about what we do and we do care about the success of the entrepreneur. So don't be hesitant on trying to reach out. So in wrapping up the podcast, we like to go around and uh, have everybody give like five, 10 seconds on the biggest takeaway that they got from this or maybe ask one more question of Vicky. So I'm going to let Nina start with that this evening. Well, I think, you know, it's funny when I listen to you talk, it's like so familiar. It's like every entrepreneur story. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yes, 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 yes. And and as the marketing person, I've seen like, you know, you could be the best pie maker in the world. Right. But if nobody knows about your pies, (laughs) then you're not going to have a successful business. Right. But that's just one small aspect is marketing. And then you've got finance and then you've got everything else. So I totally can relate. And in starting this podcast, we wanted entrepreneurs to talk to each other so that they know that they're not alone. So my takeaway is like, yes, it's every entrepreneur has been through this and there's, you know, there's struggles along the way. And then there's also like, if you grow too quickly, right, there's the, in the instances when you have success too quickly and then you're like, oh no, like how do we sustain that? And how do we achieve our, our customer service in, the, in that situation? So I really liked what you said about the loop. Like you go through your process, you have your customer and then you get the feedback and so that you can kind of reevaluate as you're going along. So I thought that was brilliant. And I think talking to advisors even for an hour, if you can, just also brilliant. Those are my takeaways. Well, I'm going to re- reiterate what uh, Nina said about about talking to people. I think, you know, I learned so much from my clients over the years because they were all entrepreneurs and I I listened to the lessons that they had and certainly you can learn despite what Rita says. <laughs> but I but you know, I love I love the idea that you brought up the fact that, you know, you have to you have to be everything to everybody. You have to be in your situation, you have to be a counselor, you have to be a mom, you have to be a dishwasher, you have to be a toilet fixer, and then on top of it all, in that little tiny sliver of twenty percent of your time. You get to do what you set out to do in the very beginning. And it's just it's kind of comical to me that, you know, we're going to leave because we have this great idea. And this, we're going to I left a government job to go do this consulting. And then I found myself typing letters and developing lists. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. So realize that realize that there's a whole lot that comes with the with, you know, the skill set that you have if you want to make a business of it. The business side is so huge. Well, I I do want to clarify one thing. I'm not saying don't talk to other entrepreneurs. And yes, you can learn from one another. That's that's not what I said. So I'm just going to clarify. Please do talk to one another. I do want to clarify that it's okay to reach out. It's okay. I think maybe many years back as brand new entrepreneurs or even sometimes now, and especially as a woman entrepreneur, we have to actually know everything. We're supposed to know it all. We're not supposed to ever kind of stress or show that we're weak or feel not 100%. I think it's okay to say, hey, I actually don't know it all. And I don't want to learn it all. Actually, I want to go work with someone that can do this piece and that piece so I can enjoy the piece that I'm doing. 
So uh, my recommendation would be don't hesitate to reach out, whether it's other entrepreneurs, whether it's other advisors. You'd be surprised at how forthcoming most people will be and how helpful they want to be. And and the reason why, Vicky, is because they all went through the same thing <laughs> that you did. So you are not alone. So I, do, I would recommend definitely don't hesitate to reach out. And don't hesitate to reach out a few times. I know that sometimes things get lost in email, communication, etc. Don't be afraid to do like say hi. It's like we had to reach out to one of our realtors three times. And it wasn't that she didn't want to answer or help. It's just that, you know, there was different things that were happening. And when she did answer, man, oh, man, that was that was an amazing moment for us. So I guess I'll leave the last bit for you, Candice. Well, I'm actually going to ask Vicky a question. So, Vicky, you've been on this entrepreneurial path for, I think you said, 10 years now. Is that what yep. you said? That's right. So, would you do it again? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I quite think we all do that. Yes. I think quite possibly, yes. I think, I think certainly, I mean, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing, and I, I know I would do things differently. The thing is, if if I say no, then I have to think about all the wonderful people that I've met along the way, the students that we have trained and have gone on. I, I was talking to some, one of my earliest graduates the other day because they keep in touch. And, you know, he's been in the industry almost nine years now. And he's, you know, doing this amazing work. And I think, well, if I didn't do that, look at what I would be losing. Look yeah, at that right. richness to my life I have outside of the business aspect, just the richness of people. That I so from that perspective, I would definitely do it again. I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, honestly, I think every entrepreneur's, you know, they have their days where they say, "Heck yeah, I would do it all over again," <laughs> and and then there's d- days where they're like, "Hell no, never again." But as long as the heck yeah days are more than the hell no days, I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's probably pretty good. <laughs> what, what, about the, what about the what the hell was I thinking days? <laughs> yeah, there's those are mixed in there too, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, I wanted to just make one final comment uh, and that's about a lot of people love to talk about success a lot of people love to talk about the wins but it's okay to talk about the learnings and and I think that's where I'm going to go with what what I call them is all the learnings and Vicki I love what you talked about is those relationships that you've built up all these years alongside all the learnings. I swear all of us should have probably triple PhDs in business and life, you know, in the real hard, uh, you know, school of hard knocks PhDs. So congratulations on the success of your business for the past decade. And, and, you know, congratulations on transforming all these young lives so that they can in turn be great you know, people in industry and also citizens and giving back to our economy, which really needs it at this moment. And I just want to say thank you again for joining us. And I hope that everyone has had a chance to perhaps learn a little, laugh a little, maybe cry a little, but um, perhaps enjoy a little bit of serenity now. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community, and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.